Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Ling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Officially just six more conference games away from being at the UMAC tournament, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. It's not maybe officially crunch time, but Ryan, if there was a term for like the pre-crunch, this this is it right here, if that makes sense. Am I reaching a little bit there with that? Maybe I am. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. I uh, hope you're doing well also, Mr. Morrell. Uh yeah, I would go with I go crunch time before the closing stanza or those synonyms. Sure. No, no. I, well, maybe they are a little bit, but <laughs> you can use them both. There's there's different levels to this certainly. So I I think that that sounds okay. I don't know. Works for me. Yeah. Yeah, you have all your clichés that you like to use in your sports broadcasting and whatnot, but I like the you know, the closing stanza, the final stretch, yada yada, crunch time. I think we can classify this as crunch time. We're nearing the end, but we're not at the end yet. But let, like let, you said, I mean, just six to go. Well, as you say, let's put it this way. There's uh, a little bit more of a sense of urgency from some programs compared to others. So it's crunch time for some people, maybe. At this point, maybe others have a little bit more breathing room, I guess, if that makes sense. So, yeah, no, a lot to dive into here. We've got a full slate once again for the upcoming weekend, a full slate Friday and Saturday, 16 games to get to. But before we do, again, we'll throw out, if you want to interact with us, you can hit us up, uaotheumacagmail.com. Love to hear from you. We are uh, checking that frequently. And then, of course, on Twitter as well, unlike any other, the UMAC. And uh, we love to see that continue to grow as well and get DMs, questions, things like that. So feel free to uh, check us out there. And Ryan, it's February. This is the biggest month of the year in yeah. UMAC basketball, so it's it's time for us to turn up our game. I mean, the players on the court, we know they're going to do that, but we're, we're going to up our game too this month. Is that correct? I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, we were texting about that earlier. Time to turn the dial. Yeah, this is the month that we are uh, waiting for. The calendar has officially flipped. It is February frenzy across the UMAC wide, Ooh. not March Madness. Cause, not yet. You know, the UMAC will be a thing in March, but not with conference tournaments in the way we know it now. There'll be two teams that are playing in March. How deep into March, we don't know. But it, it really, this is, as we talked about last year, the creme de la creme. I mean, this is the top of the line, best month for UMAC basketball. I agree, 100%. And uh, to be clear, you mean one on each side playing into March, like the men's yeah. and women's. Like the championship well, we still can in get February, complicated. correct? They, yeah, <laughs> as far as, 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 far as, as I know. I got it circled as uh, the 25th, Saturday night, okay. the 25th. Unless hey, so, they, do, do they want to do if, Sunday again? Are, if, are I was going to say, I'm not, I, I didn't dream that, right? That actually <laughs> did happen. It was a Sunday last year, correct? Yeah, because of, because of the snow that week. I don't know if I you remember that. Say, Everything I, got pushed back because of the snow. I remember that. And I remember because uh, I, I came back, called the game with you, and then I was I, I feel like I drove back the same day. That's why I was wondering, was it a Saturday or a Sunday? But 
now that makes more sense. But I agree. Should be on a Saturday, in, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about that. Like the national championship, let's say, is on a Monday always for for like the Division One level conference tournament championships. Unless it's on like Selection Sunday, for instance, at the Division One level, to me they should all be on Saturday. That's just my my opinion. I don't know yeah. why I feel that way, but that's that's the way I look at it. Championship Saturday makes more sense. I get why they did what they did last year, and it worked for last year. But I agree with you. Even at D1, abolish what the Big Ten, the SEC, and the A10 do where they play Sunday finals. Let's not do it because those games that weekend are overrated anyway. And as evidenced by how they seeded last year, those games didn't matter one bit. The bracket was already determined. Okay, okay. listen, I know they're overrated to you as far as picking your bracket goes because it's led you astray, but they're still good games. No, no, they're they're good games, and I like them. But for for seeding last year, they meant nothing. So let's just finish the day before the selection show and call it good. This is our one rant that we're going to allow ourselves here tonight. We got it out of the way right off the top. Let's dive into the games now. I'll take responsibility for that one. That one was on me. Here we go. Let's start on, I can't remember. I feel like you led last time. Did we do them? We've been doing the men's games first because, you know, they play earlier. Have we kept that trend all year? We recapped the The women's women's first. first. Okay. But the last preview, I think, we may have done men's first. I can't remember. I like the idea of doing the men's games first just because they play first still. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for instance, next year we'll switch it back. But let's let's take a look at the men's side this week. You've got Friday, Bethany at Northland, Martin Luther's at Superior, Northwestern's at Morris, and then North Central's at Crown. Like I said, off the top, maybe a little bit more of crunch time for some of these teams than others as the standings, you know, for the most part, continue to stay clogged up together in the middle. Some teams may be starting to separate a little bit. Let's start from top to bottom as listed on the UMAC website. We got Bethany at Northland. I'll let you go first. I'm I'm winning still in the predictions, actually, so I'll go first. How about I'm, I'm going to continue <laughs> to give you the chance to pick opposite if you want. That's, that's only right. So I'll go first on these. You're still up five games for those who care at home. You're 48 and 16. That's real good. I'm 43 and It was a good, good start for both of us. We had the same predictions last last week for all yep. eight games, and we went I'm seven. I'm still and one, only so five back, so I didn't lose any ground. I'm happy. about Eventually, that. you do got to make ground up, though. <laughs> so I hope you realize that. But hey, seven and one—that actually was pretty solid uh, on our parts. So we did oh, a good yeah. job. So. Good start to the second half of the season for us here. I think this one's pretty clear cut. I'm going to take Bethany in this game. They continue to impress. I I mean, I I don't really see how Northland's going to be able to hang with them, even on their home court. But remember, they did beat Bethany last year. Keep in mind, Ryan. So... We maybe see some more magic in Ashland this year. I don't know. Who who knows for sure? But I don't see it happening. I'll take Bethany to win this game, and heading into Saturday, they will keep their lead in first place atop of the standings. Three letters, UMAC fans. Oh, okay. T. Okay. D. W. Really? On the road? That's all I have to say. They put up a buck 11. I know it was at the North Gym, but the first time they faced off against the Lumberjacks. At least... TDW watch. Are, do you think they do it, or you're saying on the road they're not? I don't know. Do I don't think they will. Personally, are they the only team that like has the rights to that? By the way, or can no, we use no. that term for other teams? I feel no, like they're bring, the only bring ones. Bring it up we some talk. other time tonight. We got to yeah, sprinkle I, it at least one other time. How about I just that? feel like they're the only team that we talk about with it. So just a they, they do like to score. Yeah. They're, they're okay at it. I'll, I'll give them that. So, yeah, we both got Bethany there. That's not a huge surprise. Martin Luther at Superior. I have a feeling we'll both be 
the same here in this one. I'm taking Superior at home. I mentioned Bethany's going to win, stay atop. Superior's also going to win, and they're going to stay one game back in sole possession of second place. Their defense is really going to give fits to the Knights in this one. And again, that offense that we've seen at times really excel uh, is going to be pretty much getting whatever they want. I, I just don't see from a personnel standpoint uh, the Jackets getting much uh, resistance here in this one. Well said. I uh, totally agree with all that, and I think it's a great opportunity for both the Vikings and the Jackets to see the ball go through the net a number of times, stay healthy, have a comfortable win, rest some of your big guns, and get ready for a showdown on Saturday, which we will get to shortly. Well, Northwestern at Morris on Friday. This is probably the best game, I would say, on Friday night on the men's side, I don't even think it's really that close with the other ones, too. Remember when these two teams met right away at the beginning of conference season, Ryan Morris comes away with the win. They come from behind in the second half. I don't remember what they shot. They were like, what, 30 for 33 or something ridiculous at the free throw line that game. And that's kind of when that whole thing started. And we noticed that trend with them when it comes to free throws. They've been terrific at the line all year. And now playing in their home gym with an opportunity to get the season sweep and complete owning the tiebreaker over Northwestern. There's a lot on the line for both of these teams Northwestern, though, coming into this game, managed to escape with a win last week against North Central. Kyle Kamink, arguably his best game of the season. They're still getting good production from Caleb Hoyleen and Henry Fombley. By the way, when it comes to Parker Bainey, I believe he is still not going to be in the rotation at this point. Oh, no. So I don't think he's going to be good to go. That's that's. I'll just leave it there, okay, if that impacts your pick I appreciate the heads up. Yep, that's and, a big. Again, that's a big deal. And again, that's just my understanding. I'd be surprised if, if we see him suit up for this one. Uh, it could happen. It just doesn't sound likely. So with that being the case, they're down a guard, which I don't think he wasn't even starting at the time when they played last time. But but he did play in, in no, the game. No, but and, but he has been for the last stretch. Yes, but exactly. the last time against. Morris. Yep. And, and, yep. and so he's still a big role, and, and that is something to factor in when you look at this game. I think Northwestern's going to come in. I think they're going to get off to a good start. It's going to be one of those things Morris hangs around. They stick around kind of like they did last time. They make a late push in the second half, but this time Northwestern's able to figure it out. They hang on. They come and get the win on the road, and they jump Morris in the standings. And again, maybe I'm using a little bit of history here in making this pick because you could easily argue Morris has been the better team for the majority of this season with the way they've played, and they already beat him head-to-head once. But I just got a feeling Northwestern's going to come in and get the win on the road. And I, I see it going very similar to the last game, except this time I just think they hang on down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, this is a massive game, like you mentioned, Why both squads 5-3 and three coming in, two of three teams right now in the UMAC who are seated at 5-3, and three, and especially, obviously, important for Northwestern. I mean, it's important, period, but if the Eagles lose this one, you're down one game in the loss column, but really you're down two games, Wyatt, to Morris, because then you don't have the tiebreaker because they have the well, season that, sweep. That's, that's just it, and, and with five to play, and you're playing a lot of the same teams, it'd be very hard to make up that ground. Yeah. So a lot of pressure on Northwestern going on the road for this contest. You mentioned in the first ball game how dynamite they were at the foul line, Wyatt. Uh, officially 30 of 31 were the Cougars back in December. And let's not forget they were plus 16 on the glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, can that possibly happen again, Wyatt, where it's similar well, to the conversation we had with the rematch against North Central that the Eagles had this past Saturday? Can they possibly get bullied 
in the rebounding category once more. Like well, again, that. we got a lot of other matchups to get to, so I don't want to spend a ton of time. But if I remember correctly, Northwestern started to rebound a little bit better as the season's gone along. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there there are a couple ones that stick out. I mean, specifically that Morris and North Central one at home. But they have remedied it a bit as we move forward, yeah. So, you know, that's that's just it. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that is a big key is can Northwestern control the glass and not give more a second chance? Because what was it? It was a ton of offensive rebounds, too, if if I believe it seemed like they just yeah. could not they could not get a stop in that second half. And, you know, a lot of it had to do with second chance offensive rebounds. Morse put up like 60 in the second half because of all the offensive rebounds they would get. 60 on the dot. You're right. I mean, Northwestern was up 12 at recess. And hmm. something was said for Morris in the locker room, and well, they went on that huge run. What'd they go on, like a 20 or 20? It was, one to yeah. Nothing run? It, it was some ridiculous run. And you mentioned 12 at half. I think Northwestern even was up 12 or double digits with even, like, a little over 10 minutes to go, I want to say. So so it wasn't like it happened right away to begin the second half. I mean, Northwestern felt comfortable for a good 25, 30 minutes of this see, game. Real quick, 72-59, the Eagles led with 9.23 to go. Up 13 with nine to go. That's about when I turned it on. So maybe I was bad, bad luck for Northwestern because I remember seeing them ahead and all of a sudden they just, they couldn't make a shot. Morris was making everything. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's 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 crazy that Morris was able to do that. So I like I said, I think Northwestern will lead this game for much of it too. I just think they hang on and win this time. Maybe the rebounding has a big part of that. Like I said, I'm more confident that Kyle Kamink is playing better. But I mean, at the same time, Noah Conageser, he's been playing really well lately too. So I mean, you got to give him his credit. Was he athlete of the uh, week, I want to say, this, he was. this week? So UMAC player he, of the week. He Morris deserves, swept it. Yeah. He deserves a shout out. He's been putting in work as he has been all year. But uh, with the way Northwestern's playing as a unit and, and their best player, their their leader, their captain stepping up recently, that's that's why I give them the edge. What, what do you think? Are you going to go Northwestern or do you think Morris gets it done at home? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, you mentioned what they did on the offensive glass. Four of their seven offensive rebounds, a guy that I got circled, Kenny Placide. I mean, I don't think yeah. he's as much of a secret as he was looking back to December and moving forward in the early portions of UMAC play. I think he's a more known commodity, but still coming off the bench. I mean, he can go right at it with the likes of Fambula and Hoyline for Northwestern as those two guys lead the way on the glass, and then 2K10 as well, obviously, for Northwestern. I mean, the Eagles are still right near the top. I mean, they're just behind Bethany as far as total rebounds go in the conference if we want to get deep into the weeds on that. But as far as you know, margin goes, the Eagles dipping down a little bit to the number three spot overall in rebounding. So I... To be honest, Wyatt, I don't know if Northwestern again is going to score 80 points like they did against North Central. I think it may be a little less scoring, which is fine. I mean, the Eagles have won a number of games like that in the past chunk of years when we look at the success that Northwestern has had. I don't know, though, what the recipe is for them on the road. I feel like it's not to make it a shootout, even though this Morris team is different. Don't get me wrong. They can dig in defensively better than they have the last few years, but don't you get a feeling like if this gets to 75, 80, 85, you would favor Morris at home if this gets into a shootout? Yeah, no, I I, I would probably because they've shown they can score it. And like we said last time they met, they had 60 in the second half. So not that Northwestern can't win a shootout, but I do like your point with that. I do think Northwestern, especially if they get a lead, would want to slow it down and play through their offense in the half court just to see if you can also 
frustrate Morris a little bit, make it a slower, more or less possession game, excuse me. I think that always favors the road team in any circumstance, quite honestly, unless we're talking about Bethany Lutheran. Again, they're they're a little bit different when we when we talk about these teams. I had some pause because of the news that you just delivered with Parker Bainey being out because I will reiterate what I said in the recap pod. I think the point guard spot is a big question mark right now for Northwestern. Yep. Does Seth Fuquay start again? And even if he does, do we see a lot more of the freshman out of Anoka, Jay Nyamari, running the point? You're going to need big performances from the big three again in K-Mink, Fambula, and Hoyleen. I think they do just enough, though. I think they win by three or four. I said it was going to be really tight, and the Eagles were going to find a way against North Central. They did. They survived. Two-point victors. I think this one is a little more defensive. I think they're somewhere in that 65 to 72 range is where Northwestern ends up scoring. It's a better defensive performance. Got to be better on the glass, obviously, and do a better job of staying out of foul trouble in this contest. And I think they find a way on the road. And honestly, I, th- I think it's tough to beat Northwestern twice in one it season. Is. And this this coaching staff has been really good when they have gotten beat wide in years past. Coming up with a game plan in the next meeting to make it a lot more difficult and play a different style of ball game than you did the first time. So I think this is going to kind of flip. We saw more of an offensive struggle first time Northwestern, North Central met. What did we see last Saturday, Wyatt? More of a back-and-forth shootout affair. I mean, it's not 85-plus, but the Eagles put up north of 80 to win the ball game. Mm-hmm. Last time the Eagles let up 90, I think this time it's a little less scoring. They find a way to win. And one last nugget, let's just hope when this one is supposed to start at 5.30 on Friday night, that the referees are rearing and ready to go, get their warm-up in, and when we hit 5.30, we're ready to throw the ball up in the air with at least three officials on site. And you probably have no idea what I'm referencing, but (laughs) there was a story earlier this week out in Morris. They had the rare late January non-conference game. They're hosting McAllister in this contest on Monday night. And they couldn't start on time. And then it was 10 minutes after the tip, and they still had an issue. And their AD had to get in contact with any officials in the area. And they got a couple of high school officials who weren't calling a game that night in the area to come on down. Huh. And they started, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes late. And they got the game in. But those, for a those, while, it looked it looked like it wasn't going to happen. Those officials better have, you know, been paid. <laughs> like, like I if <laughs> I if I, I was going to say if I if you're going to call me all of a sudden on a whim, here's the question. And maybe let's say that does happen this uh, this Saturday. Well, Obviously, let's, we don't let's want hope it, it to. <laughs> but if it does, again. remember the men play before the women. Who who refs football over there in Minnesota Morris? Could he put on the sneakers and yeah. hop out there? The women's coach, Tim Grove. You know what I mean? For his brother's game, Could he? I don't see would, any would that conflict, conflict of interest. I was say, would that be would that be a conflict of interest? Possibly. You got one there at least, I guess. So you got that going for you, but. Uh, well, uh, well here, here's the thing. One last nugget about the story that was funny, Wyatt. So the reason why he was able to pull it off and get this to happen last minute, the he I'm talking about is Matt Johnson, the AD over at Morris. Yep. He heads up the Morris like officiating group, whatever it's called, of about 20 officials. Okay. He was one of just four guys who wasn't scheduled to work a game that night. But he didn't want to necessarily step on the floor and officiate the game as the Cougars AD for a Morris men's basketball game. Sure. So they I, were hoping it fair. didn't come to that, and he so, didn't end up officiating. But well, that's anyway. that that would be important in the scenario I threw out too. Then I guess so. Okay, yeah. there you go. Hopefully I'm sure that it won't happen, happen again. I say I hope it doesn't. Ha- I think they I learned a lesson from Monday. I had not heard about that though. So thank you for dropping that one in there. So you learn something new every day. 
Okay, so you're we're, we're both on Northwestern though. So you see, you still haven't picked tight. against. You haven't picked Super against me tight. yet though. You, you're you're gonna have to. I think I know, well, point. we got we got plenty more matchups, and all I right. I thought all about right. it because Bainey being out's a big deal. So if the Eagles lose by a couple, I'm gonna say that was the reason why is because Parker Bainey didn't play. Okay, fair. I'm already and, making excuses. Well, I I can guarantee that if we we recap it, or I shouldn't say if when we recap <laughs> it, if they do lose that, that will absolutely be something we talk about. Even if they win, I mean that that's yeah. gonna be a big storyline regardless. But. Here's the next one, the last one on Friday, North Central at Crown. We might split here. I'm, I'm interested in what you're going to do. I'm going to take Crown in, in this game. Officially, all the panic lights are on. Every game's a must win at this point for Crown in, until we get a clear picture of the standings. You know what I mean? Like, if they drop yep. to 2-7, and seven, it's basically done. Honestly, like I said, 7-7 seven and seven might not even do it, so they might actually have to go 6-0. They, they're playing for their lives. They're at home this weekend. I think they'll get it right, get it started off on a good note on Friday, and uh, they'll beat North Central this weekend. Cade Carroll's going to produce. I think uh, they, they do get inside maybe a little bit more with Royston, and he can do his thing. Because remember at the beginning of the year, he was he was dominating for him, Ryan, and maybe he still is putting up decent numbers, yeah. but I feel like we haven't talked about him as much lately. So I feel like this is going to be a big weekend for him. It starts Friday night. I don't think North Central is going to be able to handle him as much down low. And uh, on the road, don't get me wrong, Micah Filer could put up some just ridiculous numbers again. I don't think it's going to be enough no matter what he does. Will we have the situation we had last year where there's a game winner at the buzzer and there's a questionable, mm. you know, maybe travel in there? Who knows for sure, I guess. Who, who made the shot? Depends, Do you remember depends on who last you year? It was, it was Ladd, wasn't it? It's Jacob Van Damme. It was. Yeah, that's line. why I was going to say, but for some reason I said Ladd. <laughs> I don't know why, why my mind went to Ladd, but... Who knows? Maybe we'll have a situation like that again. That was an instant classic last year when these two met on that court. I'll take Crown to win it this time once again on their home court. Uh, like I said, playing for their lives this week, and they get it done on Friday. Yeah, I mean, on the on the Crown bit wide, I think, you know, my guy, Mr. Royston, uh, Seth Royston, excuse me, has more than carried his weight even since Kate has returned. I don't think he's been the issue for this club. I think there's some other guys initially that you would talk about that – haven't been maybe performing up to uh, what they would like them to for the Polars program. Yes, when they faced the first time back in December, Cade wasn't in the picture, so that obviously is a huge asterisk on that game. But, I mean, it's been tough for a lot of teams to stop this guy, and it goes for Crown over the last couple of years. Remember why this is a revenge game, returning to the site of the crime. We had two fantastic contests at the WAC last year between these two clubs. Most recently, the one that happened last week of February on that Friday night where Crown comes up with the narrow victory, ending the season for North Central as they march on to the UMAC championship. So, yeah, North Central beat them earlier this year, convincingly, by 16 points. And in that game, Micah Filer didn't leave the floor. 12 of 20 from the field, 6 of 8 from downtown, 30 points, 9 boards. But I'm that that's not you know that's just a shrug with Micah Filer Wyatt because video game what's the numbers. most what yeah what's the most recent thing though that UMAC fans including you and I saw last Saturday he was emotionally hurt maybe a little butt hurt at the end of the game but yeah I don't think he was physically hurt he dropped no, thirty nine points and darn near got a forty burger at the buzzer to beat Northwestern so because as far as I know. He will be marching into the WAC on Friday yep. night. I think he officially puts the dagger into crown and effectively ends their season. And I hope it's a great ball game. 
and that this one goes down to the wire once again for the third straight time at the WAC. And boy, oh boy, Polar Nation, your boys need you now more than ever. Like you said, I mean, every game is a must win until we further evaluate. Like, they got to have them, period. And it's a yeah. tough weekend welcoming in the teams that they do. But it starts with Friday night. Hopefully we get a good game, but I am taking the Rams. So we will disagree on this one. I think Micah is in store for another big evening. Yeah, it's not even up for debate. You know what I mean? Like, it's a must win, and every game is. I'm not sure how anybody could even debate that at this point. So that's pretty clear cut. We finally picked one different. There you go. So that's that's the big one, I guess, Thank on Friday for, for us to keep the door. an eye on. I appreciate it. Hey, I, I, I legit think Crown is going to win this game, and we'll get to their game on Saturday here in a second. But uh, first, let's talk about Bethany at Superior. This is the showdown. I want to do it now. I can't wait any longer, Ryan. This, this is the game. I might pick to be over in Superior if you lock me in a gym. If this, if this I was going to ask you, what's this, the game of the weekend? This is where game day would be. You know, wow. that's that's a clear cut easily. It's the showdown and lots on the line because if Superior wins, assuming that they both take care of business Friday night, they're tied atop of the standings, and then it's anybody's game in the final four to see. Who's going to be the host? You know what I mean? In the conference championship, assuming they get there. But where the conference tournament runs through, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So this is a massive showdown. Kind of a battle of two different strengths, almost. You know what I mean? Where you got Bethany. Yep. Uh, they like to score. You, you talk about the triple double, uh, triple digit. I always want to say triple double for some reason. <laughs> it, could be, so, it could be I, triple double could, watch, too. It hasn't worked out that way this year. You just year. need I'm your still, guy Nielsen to get I'm 10 blocks once. You said hopeful. it's going to happen at some point. I'm still hopeful it can. <laughs> he got up to five or six, I think, the one game. So, you know, we, we got halfway there. But Come on, Hunter, do it. <laughs> triple digit watch. You know, that's what we think of when we think of Bethany. They're on the road again. It'll be the second of the back-to-back. They got the Wisconsin trip this weekend. And Superior, you know, they're, they're prepared for this one. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to take care of business Friday night. All eyes in Superior are going to be on this game then on Saturday. And it, it's going to be a showdown. All that to be said, I've said from the very beginning this year, since like the first couple of games, Bethany's looked like the best team from the very start all the way through. You know, their one conference loss came at Northwestern, which you could argue is potentially the hardest place to play in the UMAC. I think Bethany comes on the road and they solidify themselves as uh, winning the conference in the regular season with this win because then they'll be up two games with four left. They'll own the tiebreaker over Superior. Bethany gets it done. It's going to be a close game all the way through. And if I had to ask you, Ryan, where you see the point total in this game, because obviously I think it could be high because I think Superior can score as well. I think it could also be really low scoring. So that's what's fascinating. There's a lot of different outcomes and scenarios with this. I personally think we see this one somewhere in the 70s, maybe even upper 60s. I think it tends to be on the lower side. Wow. But I think Bethany. I think Bethany wins a lower scoring game. And I think they uh, just add another feather in their hat and say, hey, we can do it this way as well. That's my prediction for this one. Vikings get it done. Lots of great stuff there. I would be, first off, shocked if this game was under 70. Okay. And either side wins a ball game at, you know, 68, 65 or whatever it is. I think if you are going to beat Bethany Lutheran this season – and find a way to take down that really talented squad that Coach Garvin has. You got to do it by outscoring them, I and you got to have a really good performance offensively. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hit 90, 95, 100. As you saw with Northwestern, they did enough defensively to slow down their three point shooting, 
but they still had to find a way why to get north of 80 to win that ball game at 83 to 79 and i feel like that is near the lowest that bethany's going to score so i think for any team that beats bethany here on out whether they are at home in the north gym or on the road you got to score at least 75 but if i'm a jacket fan like we've talked about so many times and we'll mention again now i mean they've shown they can win in a number of different ways throughout this season They've scored 75-plus a number of times and picked up big wins in scoring big numbers. When they faced off against Bethany in Mankato back in December in the first meeting between these two clubs, they put up 82. It wasn't enough, but Wyatt, can I remind you, with five minutes to go, Bethany was up 75-58. to 58. Yeah. And then some button was pushed to make this thing interesting, to yeah. say the least, out of the stretch. Well, and that's, so, that's maybe when we started to realize Superior's got some game when it comes to, you know, their offensive firepower as well. Because, I mean, past Superior teams, not a chance they could even make that interesting. You know what I mean? So that, that was a good tell for them early on as well, that they're the real deal and their offense is legit too. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because we kind of talked about how that may be a turning point in the season when they look back when we talked with uh, Javon Walker and Joseph Fahrenholtz earlier this season and they – kind of reiterated that, that they're never out of a ball game, no matter where it's at. Now, that being said, Jackets fans listening, Coach Polkowski, his assistants, the players, they're saying, we don't want to be in that spot again. We don't want it to be a 17-point deficit in the Mertz Saturday with five minutes to go saying, boy, oh boy, we need another big push once more. Yeah. No, no, no. They want this to be close, and they want it to be more on their terms as we head down the stretch in this ball game. And why it's such a big pendulum swing. Because let's just say hypothetically, like you said, we both think they're going to win Friday. I mean, it'd be a pretty big shock if either Superior loses at home to Martin Luther or Bethany loses on the road to Northland. All right, like more likely than not, they're both going to win. So Superior starts to think about the one seed, as they should. I mean, they can do that with how close they were to Bethany and that they'll be just one game down, like you mentioned. But you lose this ball game, you're going to have somebody, more likely than not, in Morris, Northwestern, or North Central, one of those teams go 2-0 this weekend. Now, I don't know how many of them are going to do it, and obviously both you know Morris and Northwestern can't do that the way it works out scheduling-wise. But you could go from you're sitting in a good spot, potentially having the one seed when it's all said and done with four games to play, or you've fallen out of home court advantage. From the two to the five spot, folks, it can be – so many different combinations that we could see how those are ordered at the end of this weekend. Because, yes, yeah, Superior really likes where they are right now, just a game back of Bethany, but they're also just a game up on the three teams below them. So it's it's anyone's for the taking right now. If you're an Eagle, Cougar, Ram, or Jacket fan, to be talking about home court advantage, it's still very much in play as we have six games to go. So that being said, back to the matchup at hand in this one. Did you say a score? I forget. You said you think it's going to be lower scoring, but Bethany Yeah, I didn't give a specific score. I'd say somewhere in the 70s. I I actually think it could be in the high 60s, too. I just see it being a lower scoring game. I know you said you'd be shocked. So we're we're on different sides. That's my bold prediction for, for the weekend, I guess. That's totally fair. And it's interesting, you know, Sometimes we say we wish the best matchups were on a Friday night because it's, you know, fresh. Both teams are coming in at the same, you know, advantage, disadvantage, whatever you want to label that. I think this is about that same way, though. Even though they both have to play the night before, we're both expecting pretty comfortable wins for the two sides. When we look at Superior Wyatt, 
they can win in so many different ways like we have mentioned. I think they're going to have to score 75-plus points to win this ball game at the Mertz. And again, you're just sitting over there saying, when would this guy finally just make his prediction already? Coming into the contest, they will have won their last three games by my projections. And both of these sides are going to be revving up for this one all week long, honestly. I think what they're going to be talking about in practice. you got to win the game Friday night, don't get me wrong. I'm going to do it. I'm taking the Jackets. I think they Alrighty. find a way to get it done in this ball game, And then it's anyone's ball game, Because then, you know, the Jackets win this ball game, And let's say, you know, one of those three, uh, uh, North Central, Morris, or Northwestern, they're all of a sudden saying we're in play for the one seed. Because then what you can have, Wyatt, is some of these teams are going to be separated by one game, whether it be two or three teams. I don't think four teams could be with how the math works this weekend. But two or three teams could be separated by one game by the end of the weekend. I think the Jackets win this game. I'm going to go 81-77. to you got to go out and you got to score the basketball. So I know Absolutely. Coach Blokowski and his assistants, they love to dig in. They love the defensive identity. We saw it against Northwestern a few weeks ago. I don't think we see that again from the Jackets this season at home where it's going to be a total grind fest like that was where neither side hits 60 points and it goes into overtime. Now, they, they would like that, but I just don't see a Bethany team being held down that much. Bring your offense. I mean – it's been a couple tough ball games offensively and stretches for the Jackets, but that's why I'm almost more confident, Wyatt, that the shots are going to fall for them at home on Saturday. They've been waiting for an outburst like this offensively. They're going to get some good mojo on Friday night, carry it into Saturday, and have a 2-0 and weekend for Yellow Jacket men's basketball. Lots of great stuff there on that one, and uh, the last couple of ones. We got to keep it moving now, though, as we're uh, yep. we're, we're, we're I mean, hey, it deserves. We've talked about the it two des- biggest matchups, we have, or two and, of and, the biggest ones, and it deserves our time, and and, and so that's that's important. But uh, there's other teams that we want to get to as well. So the next one is is this the chance right here for Martin Luther yeah. to get that win at Northland? This this seems like the opportunity with the way the schedule goes the rest of the season. I can't do that to Coach Sorensen's squad, though. I'm taking oh. them, and I think they get it done at home. They're going to win this game. But, again, this this is the game. I think that Martin Luther has their best chance. Would not be surprised if we see their best swing of uh, things here. By the way, Seth Veers, I need you to get going for me, man. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a quiet little stretch here. So <laughs> got to get that volume and, and, and that production picked back up a little bit here. And on the flip side for Northland, uh, Jordan Brennan and those guys, uh, Langston Flowers, if they want to do their thing again, knock down some shots. Uh, when, when they play well or they're in games, it's because of those two guys, and, and it would be no different here in this matchup either. So interested to see how that one pans out because, like I said, it's uh, probably the best chance Martin Luther will have to pick up a UMAC win this year, but I do think Northland at home gets it done in Ashland on Saturday. Yeah, like we mentioned, we think they're both going to be licking their wounds a little bit heading into this matchup on Saturday, but I agree. Last best chance, if we want to phrase it that way, for Martin Luther. It's what people said left and right every time Roger Federer walked into the All-England Club for like the last three years of his career, but I think that's the deal with Martin Luther on the road in this matchup. And I'm going to go with Northland as well. I think at home they find a way, and their defense does enough to grind out a win. But, yeah, if you're a Knights supporter, Knights fan, circle this one because we think this is going to be your best chance to pick up a dub in UMAC play before the end of the season. 
And then you got North Central at Morris, and I actually have both these teams uh, coming off of a loss on Friday night because I got Northwestern beating Morris, Crown beating North Central. So uh, a lot will be on the line for these two teams because coming into the weekend, keep in mind they're both 5-3, five and three, and that would mean one of them is going to drop to 5-5. Five and five. So there's a lot on the line here for these two teams in this game. You know, this this is a tough one, Ryan. I, I'm torn because I like what both these teams have been doing throughout the course of the season. I seem, I, I, for whatever reason, <laughs> I feel like I fade Morris more than any other team in this conference. Why? I don't know. I think it just happens. I don't know. <laughs> I'm here to say I'm putting an end to it right now. I'm taking Minnesota Morris to get the win on their home court. And uh, it's going to be a disappointing weekend uh, for Coach Becker's team. They're going to drop to five and five, and uh, potentially open the door for uh, you know a couple of these other teams that are right in the mix with them. But going on the road, it's a tough stretch for them here because again, you play Crown, and they're as desperate as any team in this conference right now with the aspirations they had at the beginning of the year. And then you're going to have to go at Morris the next day. It is not an easy stretch by any means. I think Morris bears down. Uh, that with uh, their their home court advantage and uh, they get the win and uh, I can't remember who won the first matchup between these two. Morris uh, sixty seven so fifty nine. Yeah, in so December. so then they'd own the tiebreaker over them too. So it's it, it, it's one of those deals where it, it would be close to a must win game. I feel like for North Central, especially after dropping that one to Northwestern last week, that's where that comes in to be such a factor. But I don't think they get it done. I think Morris gets it done and uh, two. Huge opportunities for the Cougars this weekend to own the tiebreaker advantage over the two teams that are tied with them right now, five and three, if they get wins. I think they split, though. They lose to Northwestern. They beat North Central on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, Morris wins the first contest back in December, and it's much like Northwestern Wyatt, where I think, yeah, it's already a big road game where you're, you know, at the same record potentially coming in, if not just one game separating, depending on how. The action pans out on Friday night for this contest on Saturday. But, you know, Northwestern's got that pressure because they lost to Morris earlier this season on their home floor. Same thing with North Central. So you got the opportunity to make adjustments, find a way to restructure some things. I'm going to keep it short and simple. First matchup, Micah Filer only played 21 minutes because he had four fouls. That's right, yeah. Had trouble staying on the floor for lawn stretchers. And give Morris credit for finding a way to do what they did and keep the Rams under 60. They're away from the friendly confines, but I think they're going to be riding high after a win at the WAC on Friday night. Much like I said for the Jackets, it'll be a huge weekend for the Rams. North Central goes 2-0. and oh, Morris drops two games at home and has a disappointing pill to swallow for action at Jim Gremmel's court. Much like what we talked about a few weeks ago. Why well, I don't know if you remember when they were on that hot stretch and then they came back home. And it just didn't pan out the way they would have liked it to. So they're hoping it's different this time around when they have a huge home weekend lined up against Northwestern and North Central. Unfortunately for Coach Paul Groves Club, I don't think it's going to be a change of fortune at home. I think there's some more home troubles. And much more than just home troubles, it's the opponents that are coming in are ultra-motivated and both playing good basketball right now. And it's going to be tough to score with them. If you're not offense, excuse me, and is not on point i would be shocked if micah again is held near or at 12 points again i think he scores north of 20 and he continues to build his campaign to be player of the year much like we saw in that weekend for cade carroll in early february last year we're going to circle last saturday's performance in this weekend's performance for micah filer when we are talking about player of the year a few weeks down the road
As I say, I'm going to make a note. Uh, honestly, I think that conversation is going to begin after this weekend, Ryan. I think we'll come back in our recap, and I think we'll have to start taking a look at the numbers and just maybe a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be full on, but yep. certainly certainly worth discussing because it, it seems like it's a wide open race on the men's side, kind of like it was last year. You you knew a couple of the different guys that were going to be up at the top, and that's, you know, the preseason favorites, and that's who it was this year. We didn't really know for sure uh what was going to happen and sure enough it's kind of an open race right now so okay I, th- I think there's a guy at bethany and a guy at north central who are in their own tier and i'll just leave it at that and again we'll discuss this on the recap <laughs> but i think i know exactly who you're talking about we don't have time to get into it right yep. now though yep northwestern is at crown this is the last game on the men's side crown again every game's a must win at this point northwestern they're in an interesting spot that they're again not that familiar with because normally they're right up at the top and they don't really have to worry about their playoff berth and all of that they have to worry about that a little bit this year and they go into this game probably i'm not going to say it's a game they have to have by any means, but again, every game you can get now is going to better your chance down the stretch, so they know what's at stake. I've been going first on all of these. I'll go first again on this one, give you the chance you, to pick up. You want me to go first? I can want. go first. If you nope, want me to go I'm, first, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm just saying I hope you take advantage of this opportunity. You know, I've been giving you... <laughs> I have been taking advantage. Have you been listening? We've gone three opposites, I I think. And I think I'm going to win all three of those. So, I mean, that's that's a tough break for you, but I appreciate you trying. Um, uh, This is another, I don't know. There's just because of how how tough it is in the middle this year. and, And it seems like every weekend there's a surprise. There's just no way to know for sure how some of these games go. Another one I'm torn on, but we'll go with Northwestern to go on the road and get the win. And again, there was even hesitation when I was saying that, Ryan, because it's such a 50-50. I, I feel like if you ask me again tomorrow, my, my answer might be different. Like, I I honestly just feel like it's such a toss-up. And again, that desperation factor is a thing for Crown, but how, how far can that take you? And I think Northwestern's just going to turn things up here towards the end of the season and show that they are a real contender. And uh, I, I think they go on the road. They're going to have a extremely successful weekend on the road. And uh, come whatever day we do the recap pod, we'll be talking about this Northwestern team as a legit threat to go win the whole thing uh, come uh, the late February here. Yeah, you know, UNW over the last chunk of years, I don't have to remind you of this, Wyatt, but they've had some troubles in that building at the WAC against Crown, whether they find a way late to win or they end up losing a contest. The psychology of this one, though, is real interesting. Because I, I can get you pausing and saying Crown may have a chance if they're coming off of a win Friday night and saying it may just be a sliver, but we still got a sliver. And it's the Jim Carrey, so you're saying there's a chance. I, I think that's gone. Because I, I think North Central's winning on Friday night. And sure, it's interesting in sports why you can say, well, you're playing ultra loose, nothing to lose. Well, you can say that for Crown, and Coach Herbert and his assistants can preach that. But at the same time, Wyatt, you got nothing to lose, but also you have to win. You know what I mean? Like both of those can be true walking into the gym Friday night to start this weekend for Crown. No? No, they can. Absolutely. So all that being said, I think since they're coming off of a loss, this is a tough one to show up for and be really psyched for because you're still licking your wounds a little bit and you're thinking, man, what could have been? And it's just it's just human nature. I mean, you can't just totally forget about your record walking onto the gym floor. You can do the best you can, but once you get 
into the heat of it. I think that's in the back of their minds, and I think Northwestern finds a way, and both they and North Central have big-time weekends on the road. The Eagles and the Rams both go 2-0, and and when we look at the jumble between Bethany to Superior to North Central to Northwestern, not necessarily in that order, those four, I mean, it can go any direction going into the final four games. That's what I believe we will be saying when we do the recap pod. So there you go. There's the men's preview for the upcoming weekend. Going to be very exciting to see how these games go. So so much intrigue with some of these matchups, that's for sure. So time to move over to the women's side and uh, see what we got here for you. We got Friday night. Again, Zay matchups is on the men's side. You got Bethany at Northland. You have got Martin Luther at Superior. Northwestern's at Morris, which uh, is the showdown that I think everybody's looking forward to this weekend. And then North Central is at Crown. So a lot of important games here as well for these teams. I will turn it over to you to start with these games. I want you to start at least on Friday. I will start again on Saturday, but I am I am going to make you start on Friday since I just uh, went eight straight starting. I mean, we're we're not on the last week yet or anything like that uh, where, you know, it's it's absolute desperation time for you. So First one, Bethany at Northland. It's been a uh, interesting season for Bethany to say the least. Kind of up and down, back and forth. They've managed to get to four and four though, and uh, they they're tied for that final playoff spot with Superior and Crown. Northland one and seven on the year, pretty much out of it at this point. Does that play a role in this game? And does Bethany go on the road and get the win? Yes, I think it does. I think Bethany's been playing better basketball as of late. We talked about that in the recap pod, building a little bit of a win streak. They get back above 500, win their third in a row, and are 5-4 and four in UMAC play after Friday night. And, and again, I don't want to say that Northland's going to like you know mail it in by any means, but it does play a little bit of a factor. And I think you you, yep. you you know the mental hurdle to try and have to get over that, considering you know, what you're up against absolutely is something to consider. I, I think Bethany, like you said, is is going to come in. I, I got them winning this game as well. And uh, winning three straight, considering when that uh, their backs were up against the walls, Ryan, that's that's an impressive feat and a, a big accomplishment. It just goes to show uh, the kind of program Bethany is, and you can never really count them out. So I think they get this win on Friday night, start their weekend on a very, very strong note, and they uh, take down Northland. Then we got your Martin Luther Knights at the Wisconsin Superior Yellow Jackets. Another opportunity for Superior to, you know, a, a season that's been up and down. Remember, they, they were sitting uh, at the top of the standings right away, right, to begin the season 3-0. and And then they went on that big losing streak. They get back to 500 now at 4-4 four and four and are tied for that last playoff spot. Again, it's so jam-packed up here in the middle on the women's side as well. This is a game I feel like superior with, with playoff aspirations, just looking at what's to come. This is a game they got to have. Would you agree with that? And do you think Martin Luther can do enough to create problems for superior or does superior handle this one at home and get a much needed win? If number one in black is on the floor, that being Lydia fight, and, they got a chance. If yeah, not, I, I assume that would be what you lead with. And obviously we don't know, but that, that does play a big role. I hope she's back. My squad sure needs it. Oof, please be back somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's over at this point, Ryan. I mean, I'm glad you're still trying, but uh, you you just got to take the L on that one. Like I, I said, I like my roster when they're on the floor. I think they just have competition. Been on, they're, just, they're they're <laughs> never on the floor though at this point. So the season's almost over. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. 
I just got to laugh because it hurts too much. No, uh, I'm taking the Jackets, and much like what we talked about on the men's side of things, Wyatt, if Bethany and Superior can win on Friday night, boy, oh boy, get the band in the building and pack the Mertz on Saturday for both contests. That place is going to be buzzing. Pardon the pun. I appreciate that. You know, you're getting creative with ways to to do your picks, so I appreciate that. I'll take Superior in, in this one, and it's going to set up that big 5-4 and four matchup with them and Bethany on Saturday. I think they both need the wins on Friday. I think they both get it done. So Superior gets their second straight win. They move back above 500, and uh, like I said, that's going to set up a massive showdown on uh, Saturday. You got Northwestern at Morris. Let's skip over this one. Do that one last for Friday. We got North Central at Crown as well and St. Bonifacius. Uh, uh, Crown's the other team. When you look at the standings here, they're sitting at four and four as well. North Central's five and three. So just just look at the matchups we get here. Uh, this this Or the possible matchups, I guess you could say, depending on the records and stuff on Saturday. But just the amount that is on the line this weekend, Ryan, by far the most that it's been all season long crown at home and remember the the kind of season they've been having just like everybody else it seems like they're hot then they're cold they're up they're down and right now they're on the down so can they get back up take down north central and and a reminder this this matchup has you know more than just you know the two teams because of you know who's coaching on the other sideline for north central and, and just you know what that maybe brings back in the building at the whack is that a big deal in this matchup to you? And do you think there's a little bit of extra motivation maybe for both teams wanting to get this win? Of course, Wyatt. You know me. I can't have enough storylines coming into contests. Coach Zabla, back in the old stomping grounds, did they got to show her where the visitor locker's room is? Is oh, she okay. accidentally did walking you, into the lawn rocker room? I mean, did, what's happening? <laughs> did, did you hear that bit on K-Fan when, when they did no. that with TJ Hawkinson? So the no, common man, quick side story. I said we'd only have one rant. We're going to have another one because this is too good. When, when Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings this year, it was a couple weeks later we went to Detroit to play them. Yep. And somehow it got brought up. He said PA had a guy on and was interviewing him about, you know, TJ or whatever. Apparently they, like, designate a guy that, like, lets him know where he's supposed to go or make sure he doesn't <laughs> go over to, to like, the, the Detroit locker room. And Common thought that was the biggest joke ever. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to go to their locker room and say, oh, I'm in Detroit. I play for them now and not realize he's wearing a Viking jersey? Is he going to go to their sideline all of a sudden after a play? And, like, is it going to take him 20 seconds to realize? So it's funny you bring that up and say, are they going to have somebody to make sure she knows to get to the right locker room? Because at the professional level, they actually do that, I guess. I never knew that was a thing. I do remember hearing part of that. I think it was with uh, Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions. And, yeah, I heard the sideline bit was funny to me because they said the biggest thing they were worried about is during the game and all the commotion, he'd run to the wrong sideline. Because the locker room is maybe another step, but, like, sure. running to the wrong sideline, maybe that's doable. But, no, Coach Zabla, I mean, you're, you're on the road, okay? You're not don't, – don't go into the home locker room. I don't know how Coach Tussler is going to take that. So we, we don't want reports of that happening, so. I don't think anybody wants it to happen, quite honestly. But it's it, back to the matchup on the court. It's a very fascinating matchup here with these two teams. It is. And you're going to make me pick first on this one. Is that correct? Because we're still on Friday. I, is this one you want to split? I, I'm guessing the next two are ones you, you would possibly well, I've already consider. gone three different this week. So so how crazy do you want me to get? I tell you what. I mean, <laughs> I I you have my word right now. I already know who I'm picking in both of the next two matchups. That won't change based on who you pick. You have my word. You go first. Yeah. 
So like you said, I mean, it's interesting with Crown. They're trying to get a new win streak started after they've lost their last two. They were, you know, the bell of the ball and maybe the hottest team that you could say in the UMAC not too long ago. And now they're trying to bounce back after a tough weekend. Well, at least for their sakes, Wyatt, they're now back at home. So obviously that's an advantage getting back into the friendly confines where their one their run, excuse me, really started when they were at home. So I think that's a big time welcome site for them. I see them doing more offensively than they did the first time at North Central. They only scored forty six points in that one. That's the story in this one to me, Wyatt. I mean, they didn't have a great offensive performance the first time. And North Central is coming off of I mean let's just be honest, an, an embarrassing performance against Northwestern last Saturday. I mean, that's not at all the way that Rams fans, Coach Zabla, her staff, her players wanted that one to turn out. So you'd have to think they're going to shoot better. And whatever we said, Mabane and Telso combined like 0 of 12 from downtown, that's going to be better, yes. But yeah. I think with two teams who are so evenly matched skill-wise, when we look at the talent across the board, the fact that Crown is really, really motivated getting back home, and North Central now has to go on the road. I think it's a big-time Friday night performance for the Polars to make it a split after their men's team loses to North Central. They find a way to get a win in the nightcap on the women's side, and Coach Tussler's club gets back over 500 at 5-4 and four and ties themselves with the Rams. I... We'll take North Central in this one. Wow. You love to hear it. Let's go. I, you, apparently, you love to hear it. You, you think well, this you weekend, got... either way, I'm going to go in the dumpster or this thing's going to yeah, be no, there's, They're starting to add up, the, the opposite picks that we do have. So that that is a good point. I, I think North Central, like you said, are, 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 is Telso and Mabang, are they going to have such a poor shooting performance again? I don't see it happening. And, and no, but I, rumor I, is Latsky and Hecox are going to shoot the lights out. That's what I'm hearing. That's what you're hearing. I hope. <laughs> Hope your sources are correct for your sake, I guess. They're going to need to, though, again, right? I mean, that's kind of the whole deal with Crown. It's those two and then everybody else. And so when you rely on two players like that consistently, and sometimes it gets to be too much, I don't know. That concerns me. So I think North Central's maybe just a tad. I get they rely on their two main goes as well. But they also got a little bit more, and I feel more comfortable with Vanderplug inside and just what she's able to do as well. So I think North Central is a little bit more balanced, and I think even though this game is on the road, I think the Rams can come in and get a statement when they're going to be the ones that get a big win, and they'll keep Crown below 500, separate themselves a little bit more in the standings as they look for a playoff berth. Yeah, it's it's compelling. There's a lot of good ones on Friday, but uh, let's not stop there, sir. Let's go to Saturday. Yeah, I know. You got Northwestern at Morris, then this is the game of the oh, week yeah, on yeah, the yeah. women's we're, side. Oh, yeah, We're not done. What am I thinking? Friday, yeah. I told you we were going to skip over it. I mean, yep. we're, we're not yeah, going to skip over to Saturday, too. I meant we would come back to it, and then we'll get to Saturday. Oh, okay. But uh, okay. this, this is the game of the week on the women's side, and... You know, I mentioned game day on the men's side would be in Superior. On the women's side, it, it, it would be at Morris for sure for, for their matchup, specifically this one, because Morris has taken on the top two teams uh, right now besides themselves in the conference, uh, again, from the standings perspective, depending on how you want to look at it, I guess. All right, I'll turn it over to you. You're, you're the one that watches this Northwestern team in person so much. They continue to play better, it seems like. What a statement they had last weekend. We already think they're going to win the regular season, and it'd have to be almost a total collapse for them not to. But if there's any chance for anybody 
to catch them, it's Morris because they could at least even things up in the season series here with a win, and then they'd be two games back. So this is really the last chance. If Northwestern wins this one, they are going to be the regular season champions. Do they get it done? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, we've taken out the envelope, we've written the address, we've written the return address. Now all you're waiting to do is put the stamp in the top corner and drop it in the mailbox. I mean, is that about it? It, We put the stamp on. We put the stamp on if the Eagles win on Friday night. Is that what you're saying? Heck of an analogy. I, uh, I I guess so. I, 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 for me, I'm, I'm comfortable doing it. I get technically it's not the case, but I mean, who who's going to catch them at that point? They'll, they'll own yeah. a tiebreaker over North Central and Morris, and they'll be yes. three games up at the very minimum on North Central with five to go, possibly even yeah. four. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I would uh, put the stamp on if they win on Friday, but if is the question. Now, I've been referencing the first matchup, which is valuable for a lot of these matchups we're talking about. Basically throw it out, in my opinion, why. Okay, the Eagles won 60-53, to 53, but it was a sloppy game in the Erickson Center in December, and since then, the Eagles have added a very, very important piece in Megan McGow, as if they already needed it. I mean, they're already pretty deep. Now they're even deeper. I mean, coming on the road, though, you do have to ask the question, Wyatt, when's the other shoe going to fall? Can they possibly actually run the table? Even if they win the UMAC by multiple games and get the number one seed, can they yeah. actually run the table, Wyatt? Is that really plausible? I think it's plausible. You don't. <laughs> I'm 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 just throwing out a well, question. It's remember, rhetorical. I remember, mean, you had a really good team in Bethany last year. Enemy Northwestern was good too. They both went thirteen and one, so they couldn't quite do it because you know they they ran into each other. Each other. But yep. uh, you know, this year not necessarily the case. I'm looking through right now to see when the last time it happened on the women's side, if it ever has, and still haven't gotten there yet. This so is where we need the research team. Yeah, up found it. Superior in 2017-18, they went sixteen there you and go. zero. So it's absolutely plausible and possible. And to me, this is the one game on the schedule when you look at the rest of the way that is the yep. most likely for them to lose. But, but you know, it absolutely is a possibility. So, so with all that to be said, are, is, are you leading up to taking Morris? Is that what I'm kind of hearing? Yeah, you'll have to wait and see. I mean, Eagles seven in a row. Morris six in a row. Both squads couldn't be more confident coming in. I think they both take better care of the basketball than they did in December. But I think we continue to ask those questions about Northwestern moving forward. Could they possibly do it? The questions remain because they find a way on the road to take down Morris on Friday night. And for at least one more ball game, we continue to say, wow, could they actually do it this season where they not only take the number one seed, but they potentially go undefeated. And you could say that doesn't even matter, Wyatt, because if you wrap up the number one and they're finally in a position where the UMAC tournament runs through the Erickson Center, put whatever number you want. Coach Call and his assistants will take their chances with someone coming into their building and the opportunity that they would have in that last week of the month. But for the time being, I think the questions remain. After Friday night, they find a way, razor-thin margin, under five points. Great ball game, but the Eagles come out on top. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. I, I would uh, agree with you there. I think this is neck and neck the whole way. The, the Eagles are going to get Morris's best shot. There's there's no doubt about that. What does Morris have to do to win the game? they got to take care of the basketball. Okay, you got to limit the turnovers. you got multiple people that can step up, so you need one or two of them. And, and again, it can be anybody from what we've seen this year, but at least one or two of them to have really good games, if not their best games of the season. 
and you have to limit Lexi Hagen. You know, those are the three big keys when, when I think about it and how to take Northwestern down. On the flip side from Northwestern, I think they want to try and speed Morris up a little bit, get him to turn it over, so kind of the opposite of what I said. Don't rely on Hagen. Use your depth and your balance. Again, you've got Riley Hershey and Megan McGowan. They, I think, are both – I know Hershey started for a little while. Is she still starting or is she coming they're, off the bench again? They're both off the bench yeah, right so now, the, actually. So, so again – Use your depth, use your balance. Don't get so fixed uh, on having to do things one way or another. You got a lot of different people that can score as well, just like Morris does. And then, you know, handle the crowd. Don't get off to a slow start. If more, those those are the three big keys for both teams. And I think Northwestern's going to do theirs just a little bit better than Morris, as great as the Cougars are playing. And they're the hottest team in the UMAC outside of Northwestern right now, who hasn't lost a conference game. And, and arguably, these are the two top teams, in my opinion. I think Northwestern gets it done, though. I, I think they'll come on the road. I think running the table is a real possibility. I'm not going to spoil it if I think they'll do it or not, but I think you can kind of get a sense of what I think if they're able to go on the road and win this game. But again, you know, until they lose a game, it's really hard for me to pick against them in, in this spot. So I, I think that they will uh, get it done on the road. It's going to be a fascinating game. Really interested to see how this one shakes up. And uh, I think the Eagles get it done. It's all valid, Wyatt. I mean, it is tough to pick against the squad from everything that we've seen. I think the only thing you could throw in there as well, experience. I mean, Morris is the sure. upper hand across the board, but Megan McGow also didn't play in that first meeting. The Eagles were sloppy, and they still won by seven. But but yeah. both teams are like a, a, you know, I can't guess you can say, or I guess we shouldn't say a 180, but I almost feel like they are, Wyatt. I mean, from what we saw on December the 10th versus what we're seeing now, late January, now into February, I think they look totally different so and I'm interested to see for Northwestern I mean do they continue to roll with what they have done and Megan plays big minutes off the bench again or is she in the starting five now or do you say what why should you here's one well, hypothetical quick before we move on if your coach calling his assistance do you mess with it if River Landers is healthy and again she played very limited um, sparing minutes in the last contest Saturday against North Central so we talked about that in the recap I'm not sure if there was an injury or what the deal is if she's out it's a different question but yeah. let's say everyone's healthy and like they were otherwise do you keep McGow coming off the bench and much like you know even a Riley Hershey and other players like Allison Terry who've been playing well off the bench if it ain't broke do you just continue to roll with that and whatever minutes they finished with at the end of the contest fine but keep the starting five the same yeah, no, I mean, I, I talked about this a little bit in the recap that we did. I, I just keep her coming off the bench. It's not a bad thing to have scoring coming off the bench. And, and you got a good thing going right now with the starters you have out there. You haven't lost a game. You don't really need to switch it up yet, in, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, think about, like, a, a Manu Ginobili, who, who you know, is always the oh. sixth man and just elite. I mean, he's going to be a – arguably, he could be – is he in the Hall of Fame? Or, or I <laughs> – I, now I'm second-guessing myself. He, he couldn't possibly I'm already. I'm not an elite NBA. I'm yeah, not no, an I'm elite not, basketball Hall of Fame. Model. I'm not either. I he would guess might he be. is. But. He might be if he's yeah. not or something along the lines of that. But you, you can keep her coming off the bench, and, and that's what I would do. But you're right. I mean, if Landers is injured, that's a whole other story if she starts or not. But I, I don't think there's any reason that you should have to feel like you need to uh, in this yeah. game even or any game for that matter. That's fair. I would uh I would tend to agree with that. So yeah, we're we're both taking Northwestern, but we are uh, expecting a real good one between those two clubs on Friday. Okay. You ready to move to Saturday? Saturday. Let's uh, crank these out then and wrap things up. You got Martin Luther at Northland to kick us off here. 
Uh, the Knights uh, going on the road. It, it's been a little bit of a disappointing season for them, I feel like, Ryan, because, you know, they, they had some expectations, I'm sure, for themselves. You've mentioned what you thought they could accomplish this year. This is the best chance for both of these teams to get a win, I, I think, the rest of the season. And uh, on the men's side, I took Northland in this game. On the women's side, I'm going to take Martin Luther to go on the road. And, I, I wow. mean, it would be it'd be great if fight is playing, but even if she doesn't, I'll, I'll feel comfortable taking Martin Luther to get this win. Expect Northland to give them their best shot, though. It was a great one, Wyatt. Out in New Ulm, first game of the UMAC season, December the 9th, Martin Luther scored a whopping 26 points in the first quarter. And then Northland responded with 26 of their own. Wyatt, would you no. believe it if I told you? What if I told you? It was 42 all between the Lumberjills and the Knights at recess last time they played each other. I would believe that. Because That's it's true. Good. I mean, well, you should it's true, it, but, but it's, it's, it's kind of hard a to long, believe stuff. It's a long time ago. <laughs> the teams are a lot different now than they were back then. I mean, Fair. We, we talked about the importance of that game, like you said, to kick off the season back, back then. So we, we knew how important it, it was for both these teams. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring again, but you know why. In a spot like this, their best chance to get it done. They gave Bethany a run for their money last Saturday, even without Lydia fight. I'm a little upset you took them, but I can't go away from my nights in this one. You I know, would hope You not. can say I'm off the bandwagon for the playoffs, but I'm still thinking that they can do some damage and give you know some teams in the UMAC a scare and even pick up a victory like they're going to do Saturday in the Kendrigan Center. They're going to find a way to slow down Miranda Wagner enough. And this is Jordan Heckendorf's coming out party, the one you've been waiting for, as if your club needed it. But anyway, I see her dropping 20-25 plus Saturday in the win over Northland. Well, I mean, Miranda Wagner... Could, could have a monster day, too. We, we should mention. No, I mean, no, it just, both of it, them can't. No, 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 hey, it's not possible. Hey, no. hey, it just it feels like a game <laughs> that, that she could explode, you know? It, it just has Are you saying this is it. where you kill my squad when Wagner and Heckendorf combine to score 55 dead. points? Your, your squad's already <laughs> dead. I'm not uh, not too worried about that. But uh, like I said, I'm glad that you're still you're still fighting. So I, I appreciate yeah. the, the that attitude. North Central's at Morris. Uh, big uh, opportunity for both of these teams, again, with how the standings line up. Uh, I'll just keep going first on these. Morris is going to get the win at home. It's going to be such an emotional letdown, though, if they do lose on Friday night, uh, especially with how much effort, energy, and attention I'm sure is going into that game. And uh, so that's the one thing I think that would be a challenge here to keep an eye on and maybe a cause for concern. But I do think Morris gets it done at home, and uh, they take care of the Rams. So I got the Rams going 1-1 one one this week, and I got Morris going 1-1 one one this weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, you think the Rams are going to be carrying a W out of their backpacks, walking off the bus, coming from St. Bonifacius over to Morris on Saturday. I think they're going to be weighted down by an L, walking into the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, James Gremmel's court out at Morris, and I think the Cougars find a way to split. But I agree with you. If it's a tight loss to Northwestern like we both expect it to be, it's a tough turnaround from later Friday evening into Saturday. But both squads are going to be hungry. It could be a slow start for both the Cougars and Rams, I believe, in this contest. And it's another one where, you know, Morris wishes they could have it back based on what happened earlier this season. Because remember, they didn't just lose to Northwestern wide in that opening weekend, but they started UMAC play with a 75-69 to loss at North Central, 
I feel like they're not going to let up north of 70 again. Their defense is going to be better than it was in that contest. Maya Bain had five three balls that she hit in that contest. I don't feel like that's going to happen again. They're going to find a way, and it's going to be a tough weekend for North Central on the women's side, I believe. Morris gets a split and gets something out of this big weekend at home. Yeah, big weekend at home. Like you said, that's the key word with the whole thing is just how important this weekend uh, really is for them. So, okay, Northwestern at Crown. We got two more to get to. Crown, uh, They again, we have their game on Friday going differently, but regardless, it sets up a massive showdown for them with an opportunity to maybe do something that nobody has done this year, again, depending on how Friday goes. Can they beat the top team in the conference, Northwestern? I don't think they're going to. I think Northwestern wins this game. They complete the season sweep on Crown. I think they get to 10-0 and after this weekend, and quite frankly, that means that they could officially have it locked up, believe it or not. I think they technically could officially have it locked up or at least a tie after this weekend if they are to go 2-0, and I think that's what happens. I don't think Crown gives them a ton of, you know, the, I don't think Coach Call has to stay up too late at night. I mean, maybe a little <laughs> bit preparing for this one with matchups, but I'm sure he's more you know, worried about Morris, uh, you know, when you look at this weekend. So I I think Northwestern gets it done. They have a huge weekend on the road and uh, show that they are the most complete team uh, in this conference. Three words, UMAC fans. Too much size for Northwestern in this game against Crown. How do you stop Landers, McGow, Sandral, Hagen coming downhill at you in the paint? I I feel like that's going to be the – the telling sign they're going to have to be really really good offensively that being the polars because i don't see the eagles having many struggles scoring offensively on the road unless they really really get sped up and crown uses some sort of pressure i think that's what it's going to take for coach tussler's club if the eagles get it into the half court and they find a way to move the ball around i feel like they're going to get great looks excuse me all Saturday evening long in this contest and find a way to get another victory and stay undefeated like you mentioned and Crown's going to split a very important weekend at home so they're going to stay at 500 but I mean honestly Wyatt for Crown you want to win too but if you're coach Tussler and his staff if you're being honest with yourselves do you take that I mean do you take being five and five at the end of this weekend is that a success I mean at the beginning if you look at it from the beginning of the season absolutely but how about, know, how about just going into this weekend? You're facing two clubs who are above and you I in guess, the standings. And I guess, yes, a- after looking at it from just this weekend, absolutely as well. But, you know, from where they were even just a week or two ago, they, they'd like to be better, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, you got to just, you know, you, you got to keep moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, to be 5-5, five and five, all things considered, I would take it. So, there you go. That's that's uh, that's Crown in Northwestern. Bethany at Superior, big matchup here. Showdown. Showdown. Sonic. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. You yes. say you you really say it. you get deep with the voice when you say it. I'll take Superior at home to win this one. I'll keep it pretty vague, pretty short. I think their defense gives Bethany some fits. They're playing at home, which always helps. And uh, it's going to be a big weekend for the Jackets. They're going to win both games this weekend. And uh, Bethany, they'll split. They'll get the win against Northland. But uh, that's not going to carry over to Saturday. Playing Superior is a little bit different than taking on Northland. And I think uh, Superior kind of lights them up early and uh, is able to just kind of carry that the rest of the way throughout the game. So I'll take Superior to win this one. And uh, that's my picks for this weekend. Do you notice what it says on the UMAC website, Wyatt? What time does it say for this matchup? 
Yeah, I you know I don't know if it's true or not at this point. It says seven fifteen. I I've learned to just stop looking at, at the times <laughs> at this point, just in case. I think they've I think they've been accurate this year though. When I've gone back, like it's not like last year, and I say it why not as a joke. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm joking. Is this maybe serious? I don't know. Now I just checked on the Jackets website, and it's not. So anyway, my hopes are kind of crushed there. But because maybe it's just repeating from Friday, it's not. I mean, you start earlier on Saturday. I was going to say, maybe they're turning back the clock. You remember what they used to do in the heyday of their dynasty? They would shut the lights out and do the intros for only the women's oh, side yeah. and not the men's side. I was I like, are they that. maybe trying to turn back the clock? Is it turn back the clock weekend at the Mertz? I don't know. Not that I'm aware of, but maybe. Never so, say never. It, we talked about it. It's a, it's, it's a huge weekend at the Mertz, especially on Saturday. Two huge games, and I picked the Jackets on the men's side. I mean, how could I sway from that on the women's side, Wyatt, where the mojo is going to continue to roll? I think this is a defensive grind. I think the Jackets score under 55 but still win the game. I mean, Coach Carpenter's club finds a way to sweep Bethany because, remember, I know you haven't forgotten yet, but just to remind our listeners, when Bethany hosted UW-Superior, first matchup of the UMAC slate this season, December the 9th, 79-64. to 15-point win for Superior. I think it's closer on the Jackets' home floor, but they find a way to come up with the victory. So we both agree, Superior over Bethany. But we certainly do have a lot of differences in general with this 16-game uh, slate, so it'll be fun to see how it shapes up that's going to do it for this preview pod again we'll recap it as always once the games take place like we said we'll sprinkle in that player of the year conversation as well with the recap both on the men's and women's side of things and uh, looking forward to it but again uao the umac gmail.com is how you can get in touch with us also on twitter unlike any other the umac appreciate all of the support from all of you we are excited to be on our final three weeks of the 22-23 season excited for what's ahead and uh, let the chips fall where they may. This has been another edition of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC Podcast.